0: Hello, my pancake peeps, my bacon brigade. Before the show starts, take a second to subscribe and leave a review, share with some friends, and while you're listening, make sure you check out the Breakfast Store with so much amazing merchandise at Brentfast.com. People of Earth, if you can hear my voice, you have arrived at another episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope. I am your host, Brent Pope. My guest today is Suzanne Guassi. She is a writer, director who wrote and directed feature films like T11. Incomplete and stuff, both big festival draws. And she also directed the inspirational, heartwarming, and very interesting documentary called My Really Cool Legs. And we are going to talk all about those projects. And for our breakfast, we got some grub from two organic eateries, Tula Kitchen in Bayshore, New York, and Sun Cafe Organic in Studio City, California. So, are you excited? Because I am. We have Suzanne Guassi today on Breakfast. <laughs> Welcome to breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. (laughs) I could go on a (laughs) Hallmark card. My uh, guest today. Oh, I'm gonna need to hear all about that. I didn't need any extra sausage. He adds character to my crew. (laughs) Is (laughs) a goat pit a real thing? What? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food too. I'm always playing blue collar guys. me screw through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. I love a crawler. Yeah. All my uncles got the gout. Jalapeno slash cheddar waffles. See, who doesn't love that? It's breakfast time. Breakfast. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. Suzanne Guassi, welcome to Breakfast.
1: Hi, Brent. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Well, I want to say you today are known mostly as a writer-director of some deep, intimate films, documentaries. But did you always want to be a writer and a director?
1: I actually started as an actor back um, probably in the 90s. And I did that for about 10 years. So that was really what... um, you know what I really wanted at first. Okay. And I think that uh, and I always say that I had the I had the heart of an actor, but I didn't have the skin of an actor. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it just it just uh I guess I didn't want it bad enough or I just couldn't couldn't do it. So I I sort of gave up on that uh career and uh started a whole different career in the police department.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, okay. Yeah,
1: and then S- Was that something my way back.
0: Was, okay, so being a police officer, was that something that you had even thought of before you, uh, you know, was that even a thought before then? Or was it after you decided, I'm not going to be an actor, this was something else?
1: Yeah, no, it was something, you know, growing up, I was an athlete my whole life. I, I went to college on a basketball scholarship. I was a a Division One point guard. Oh, wow. And so I was an athlete for a for, up until I was in my, my early twenties. And that's really how I thought of myself. And then, you know, my father was a civil servant and he was a sanitation man in New York city. And he would always say, you know, Sue, you got to get a, a civil service job. It's, it's there, you know, you'll never be unemployed. You'll always have a job. Yeah. <laughs> so and yeah, you're very hard to lose once you're on. So I think after, um, you know, at the end of the basketball career, it, uh, it it had you know, it was an idea that had always been with me to be a civil servant. And, it, you know, I loved uh, Sounds So Ridiculous, but Charlie's Angels was one of my favorite shows. So. Sure. <laughs> I love so, that
0: show. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, I had that in my head. And so it was always in there, Brent. But um, I don't know that I think the love of the acting sort of came first. Yeah. And then. You know, after that, I kind of worked my way back again. But it, it was something that was always with me. You know, even if it was a small little voice, it was in there.
0: Okay. Now, let me ask you this real quick, because I am a yeah. big sports fan. Where did you play basketball?
1: I played at Fairleigh Dickinson University.
0: Oh, wow. Fairleigh Dickinson. I You know, I see them in the tournament, in the men's tournament, like every few years. And, yep. they, and like, I've seen, I think they almost pull off some upsets sometimes. I don't know if I've seen them pull off one, but I yeah, definitely have heard of that school. Cool.
1: Yeah. They were in, when I was in there, that was a different con- conference. It was the uh, ECAC Metro Conference back in the 80s. And then okay. I think they're in like, like the Northeast Conference or something like that. And All right. um, yeah. And they do have good, good. Um, um, the men's team is, is good. And I don't know if the women's. I mean, when I was there, we we didn't get to the NCAA's or anything like that. To yeah. The, but um, I think since I've left, they probably have maybe made an appearance way way down. You know, like uh, number thirty-two or whatever whatever the numbers are. But right. Yeah, they they do pop in every now and again.
0: That's cool. And where yeah. is where is Fairleigh Dickinson? I have no idea.
1: It's in it's in New Jersey, Teaneck, New Jersey. Oh, There's cool. Like a, a okay. few campuses, but. Uh, Interesting. That's where I was, Teaneck. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I'd like to start out talking about your documentary, My Really Cool Legs, which uh, came out, I believe, in 2012. It follows a group of students who have some type of amputation to their legs. And there's a prosthetist that that shows us all about how these prosthetics are made for legs, which I found fascinating. There's the physical therapist, but there also was their coach, Amy, who... I mean, she's like, she makes me feel like I've done nothing with my life, you know, <laughs> because here I am, you know, can I, can I run a 5k? Eh, maybe she's, you know, she is missing one leg. Right. Yep. But she runs ultra marathons. I mean, yeah. that's what 120. Yep. I mean, yep. I, I can see how these kids would just be so inspired by her. And, and yeah. she's, uh, you know, she's a bulldog. She just like, will not accept, you know, defeat yep. in any way, yep. shape or form.
1: Yeah. No, she's a, she's a forest. That's for sure.
0: Now, how long when you're working on this uh, project mm-hmm. from start to finish, what, how long is it?
1: That was probably, I would say a year. I think we followed, and this is going back a little bit. I think we shot in twenty twenty ten 2010 or 2011, I forget. And uh, we focused on, so they're a team of pediatric amputees and I myself uh, am an amputee. I became an amputee much later in life. Um, but That's a, you know, we could talk about that in a little bit, but uh, that's what drew me to um, these children. We shared the same prosthetist. Right. Um, It was a step ahead prosthetics in Hicksville, uh, New York. So that's where I went when I lost my leg and I was, you know, 30 years old. And when I was there, um, you know, getting to know everyone and, you know, it's a process getting a prosthesis and and everything because it takes time. And um, I came upon this little group that was there and uh, Amy was there their leader. And there's probably about 15 to 20 kids, I guess. And they were all different age ranges and they had all had some sort of amputation, you know, amputation either uh, one leg or both legs or an arm and a leg, you know, whatever, whatever it was. And so the prosthetist, Eric Schaefer was making their legs. And, um, at the same time, Amy was taking them on trips, on trips sort of to, I don't know, uh, you know, build up their, what they can do, you know, um, and not focus on what they were lacking. So um, she had this little team and she was taking them to these, you know, uh, horseback riding and skiing and, you know, they're doing trampoline and trapeze and all these amazing things. And I said, this needs to be on camera. I've never seen anything on pediatric amputees before. I mean, you know, as far as veterans and things like that, we're a little bit more familiar, but um, this is this whole group of of children who are going through this, and I just thought it was besides inspiring, you know. For me, I figured, man, this could inspire everybody.
0: It's it's very inspiring, and more than that, you know, I'm, I'm I see all these kids, and it sometimes people will 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 see a kid if they've got a, you know a leg that's been amputated, and that's all you kind of see because you don't get to know the kid. Right, but right. we really got to know these kids, and gosh, they're just regular kids. I mean, I can't remember her name, the one that was talking about dating, and oh. uh, and well, she,
1: Rach- Rachel is like the older. Um, then there's Kate, Rachel, Kate, uh, Sophia, and
0: yeah. sister.
1: Yeah, this is a bunch. Yep.
0: Yeah, she was. I mean, she was. Her friend didn't even know that she. Oh,
1: Devonnie. Yes, had, her friend, her best friend, didn't even know that she had limb loss, which is yeah. remarkable in itself, you know, that you, you're not even okay enough to share that huge part mm-hmm. of yourself, you know, which is right. so, so sad.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. It, you know, I was just like, after a while, I'm just watching a documentary about kids, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: but uh, also I thought that, you know, Eric, the prosthetist, I, that was just fascinating. Just, I, you know, cause you don't think about how these kids are growing. So they, every, yeah, I don't know, six months, they need another right. prosthetic because yes. they're getting bigger. And and uh, it just was all, it's just something I had never seen. You know, I, I imagined this, you know, but it's very technical and it's very, uh, I, I felt like this is in the future. It's not, it's yeah. now.
1: Right, right.
0: Yeah. Okay, so Suzanne, um, one thing I'm really curious about is, you know, since My Really Cool legs came out about 10 years ago now, have you been able to keep in touch with any of the kids or the families? Is that. I
1: haven't. I haven't. And I thought of actually uh, doing another film sort of, you know, 10 years later. I remember there was a, a film in uh, the UK that followed um, like a, a group of kids throughout their life. I don't yeah. know. If you, if you're on PBS or something, would see it. And each, I think it was probably like 10 year increments. and they would just follow. But I, it definitely occurred to me to. It would be a great way to, you know, sort of bridge the two together. Where are they? You know, where are they now? I, I haven't talked to any of them. I have switched prosthetists. Oh, okay. <laughs> since then, um, and I know some of them actually have as well. I know, um, uh, definitely, definitely one of the girls has left, um, going to Eric, and there's a, a bunch of reasons why. And believe it or not, the physical therapist has passed away.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, Phil, okay. yeah,
1: he had a he um. I I think he had a stroke or or a heart attack right on premises and uh, he was just a wonderful, wonderful man. And, so a lot of changes have happened, too, plus, you know, the 10 years of where they are. But uh, yeah, it was something I, I thought of revisiting, actually.
0: Yeah, it sounds that would be really fascinating to me, not only to see them because now they're young adults or maybe even almost 30 now. Uh, there's probably been advances in the prosthetist job, too, that that would be interesting. So, yeah, I would be really interested in that. But yeah, congratulations on that project. I think, like I said, it's it's inspirational, it's uh, aspirational, it it's it's heartwarming and it's I, you know, it's just, it's very informational too. And, um, inform very informative. And I think a lot of people, uh, have seen it and, and, and felt that way. And I would love it if a lot more people did. So congrats on that project.
1: Thank you. Yeah. You um, me both. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now you touched a little bit on this
1: yeah.
0: where, uh, one of the inspirations for this film was you had lost a leg yourself.
1: Yes. Yes. I, I was on my job actually after I had, um, became a state trooper here in New York. Um, I was only on the job for a few years and I was actually hit by a, a drunk driver. Um, and you know, very dramatic. I, I was hit by a drunk driver and then I was, uh, a, a good Samaritan stopped and, you know, tied the belt around my leg to, stopped the bleeding uh, i was airlifted <laughs> to um the nassau medical center and sort of you know lost my leg to save my life
0: yeah. and
1: yeah so it was a very dramatic thing but i am uh, such a lucky lucky lady and you know besides being um you know, I, like I said earlier, I was an athlete my whole life. You know, my job was a being a state trooper is you have to be in, in great physical form, you know. Right. Um, so my body was always something that was I held, you know, I, I, I tried to be very kind to it and, and treat it well. So um, besides the just, you know, looking so different after losing a limb and, uh, you know, the, the psychological aspects of grieving you know what you've lost um and who you were you know i lost my job you know the career that i thought i was going to be in for forever and yeah. it just so so much had just shaken my earth that uh you know it took it took a lot of time to, to get back on on my feet so to speak my foot
0: <laughs> right well i'm look i'm glad that you did i mean i love your films um i they're so deep and uh, there's uh, like Tressa, my wife and I watched stuff and T-11 incomplete, both the last two nights. And we just had so many conversations. You know, it wasn't like one of those movies where you watch and you're like, yeah, that was fun. Or, I, yeah, I like that. I like the ending. It was really like conversations that we had about some of the topics that came up in, in, in your movie. So I think I love movies like that where it sparks conversation and it makes you think about things maybe you you don't think about all the time.
1: Yeah. You know? well, thank you for that. Yeah. I appreciate you watching, but thank you. Yeah. I mean, try to, you know, what, you know, when you have an accident like this or, you know, my lens is so different now than it was, you know, pre um, being disabled that just my whole, who I am is, is just a, a different person. So I think I'm, I'm wrestling different issues than I would have had I been able-bodied my entire life, you know, the, would been different things that I, I would be pondering and and thinking about. So I hope that it comes out in the work. So I appreciate that you're you know there's some conversation after.
0: You also put some thought into the title of your movie. It's not just like an obvious title of something. It's something that you could also talk about. You know, we were like, what does that mean, stuff? Because stuff, yeah, has so many meanings and connotations. And you know, you have the whole George Carlin thing of like our whole life is just us getting more stuff or he calls it crap maybe or something like that. (laughs) Um, You know? Okay. Let me ask you this. When you start off Mm -hmm. at the very beginning of the process, do you start with a theme? And I'm talking about in general, your movies, your projects, you start with a theme, you start with an event in your life or in the world, you start with a character or a person that inspires you. What, what Mm -hmm. usually is that creative spark?
1: Um, I think it's generally, um, I think it's something that's heavy on my mind at the time, you know, mm-hmm. like something that, um, and I know stuff, you know, it's about, uh, um, you know, a, a long-term relationship, which I'm in with my wife over 20 years. Um, you know, and there was infidelity there hasn't been that in my own life, but, um, you know, it's just stuff that you, you reflect on. I think, you know, when I wrote it, it was, those were the things I was thinking about, about, you know, I think both of her parents were, um, had just passed away. Um, they were uh, living in our house on hospice care. Um, so you know, Phyllis Somerville's character, you know, kind of represented what was happening with getting rid of uh, her husband's items and you know, hanging on to things that you know uh, the person is gone, but you you can't seem to part with uh, what's left behind. So I think you know, things that are happening in my world at the time uh, definitely, uh, you know, uh, come out in what I need to express at that moment. And I mean, as far as T11 incomplete, complete, you know, I think that was just really about, um, you know, sort of my accident. I wanted to tell a disability story, but I didn't want to tell my, my particular story. So, um, you know, disability has been my life for the past, you know, however many years, 18 years or so. So, um I wanted to write something about that. So, you know, and then I'm writing something now. You know, my mother just had a stroke in December. She's living with us. So, oh. you know, I started writing about that. So, I think it's for me anyway. It's it's something that maybe I I consciously know or maybe I even unconsciously I'm not unaware of that is kind of bringing me to the keyboard, you know?
0: That that's that's that makes a lot of sense to me because you know, your films that I've seen, they all seem like very personal. And there's something that's like, you, like you said, something maybe you you, you have inside of you that you need to get off your chest or you need to to talk about this, discuss this. And that's, this is your process of doing that. Sounds right. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right to me. I was even yeah. reading about, uh, you know, the T11 incomplete, like that term. You know, is very interesting because mm-hmm. it's that is the, is that the vertebra that decides whether you're going to be paralyzed or not, right? The um, yeah.
1: Well, it's one of the one of the vertebrae in your, that you know in this particular uh, scenario. That's where her injury occurred on her T11. Um, and again, the incomplete is the that it's not um, you know it's not a complete severing.
0: You still have some feeling. You
1: still have some feeling, and when and that's you know when I read about that, I was like, oh my gosh, that just is all of us. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're all we're all severed and, and battered and weathered, and but yet we all can, you know, hopefully ha- have some a little bit of hope and a little bit of light shining through that allows us to just keep pressing on and pressing on and hope you know it gets better.
0: Right. Yeah. Now, before I forget, is there somewhere that people can watch My Really Cool Legs now? Is there a place?
1: Um, I don't know where it is now. You know, we only have a, a Canadian distributor. Okay. That's breakthrough Entertainment. So, I don't know. It was on Prime for a while, but years ago. So, I, okay. I don't even know right now.
0: Got actually. you. I know Stuff is on uh, Prime S- Video. Stuff
1: on, yeah. Stuff is I on, on Prime.
0: So, you guys, check that out. Stuff. Uh, yeah. T11 Incomplete is, is still, I mean, it's it came out in, what, 2020?
1: Yeah, it just was released in April. So it was released like on uh, a, a, a few platforms like Apple TV, iTunes, stuff like that. And now we're, we're waiting to see, you know, where we actually land as far as a bigger platform. So it might be Prime again. It might be hopefully, you know, hopefully somewhere else too.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know, uh, you know, I was, I, thank you for giving me a link so I could watch T-11 complete <laughs> it, it was great. I, I loved the whole theme of the... You know, it was in this town. Uh, was that in your? Was that in the town where you live? Where you shot T Eleven? Uh,
1: we shot some of it. Yeah, some of it out here on Long Island. Some of it we shot in New Jersey, actually.
0: Okay. Uh, I love the whole theme of like kind of the water and uh, how that yeah. ha- had to do with uh, the the main character played by yeah. Karen Silas, who was in both of your movies.
1: Yes. Um,
0: I don't know how you get her to be in all your movies. I mean, but it's outstanding. I love it. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, absolutely. She's great. I mean, I think you're both good to have each other because you apparently work very well together. She's been around. I mean, she's a veteran actor and you've definitely seen her in a bunch of things. She's, she was, um, she's got a couple independent spirit award nominations. I remember yeah. her from the Sopranos. She yeah. was, uh, she was kind of like a high class madam that had a mm-hmm. really cool scene with Tony Soprano <laughs> mm-hmm. about one, about one of uh, his kind of friends and her client that had died. Yeah. And and it was just, I mean, it's, if you watch the Sopranos, you'll probably know the, the scene I'm talking about. <laughs> um, your daughter, Maya is, um, is fabulous. She was in stuff. I yeah. want to, good little actor and i guess she's you said she's 16 now so you know no. yeah she's a
1: young lady now yep. yeah
0: that's yep. great um you had uh oh gosh uh i think she changed her name but tracy dinwiddie
1: yeah uh, tracy, yeah she did <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah it was tracy dinwiddie and she was on the walking dead I can't, I can't remember she was she had some cool scenes man she was with the saviors if you were walking dead's fans she was like she had major scenes in that and uh, you go back and look her up but now i think she goes by is it thunderbird
1: i think so i've lost touch with tracy for a while yeah um yeah. And I think she was also in, um, what was that other show? She was Supernatural. I think she yep. was on. She yeah. She was on Supernatural
0: yeah. if you watch that show. Yep, yeah. Yep. Uh, Tracy or Thunderbird Dinwiddie. She has such yeah. good look, you can put any name with Dinwiddie and it. it sounds awesome. I think. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and she was, she is in fantastic shape, man. She is, those arms, she's an unbelievable, um, she's an aerialist I and mean, yep. she's just an unbelievable force. And a lot of the people in T11 now are recurring on, um, um, Katie Sullivan, actually, who plays uh, uh, Elizabeth in C11 was... and Complete. She's on Dexter, the next Dexter reboot. She's got a recurring oh. on Dexter. And Colin, who plays Steve, uh, he's recurring on, oh gosh, uh, a, a new one on uh, Rust, I think it's called, okay. Jeff Daniels. Yeah. yeah okay. on, on shows. Yes. So we're going to be seeing a lot of these people. And Maxime Swinton Brady yeah, was just a uh, young Halston on. Uh, uh, you and McGregor played yeah. Halston. Okay. Yeah, and you played young Halston.
0: Oh, very cool. Just a couple episodes back, we had Shauna Hammock on who plays. Uh, she's like, uh, I don't remember. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to watch it because Shauna Hammock is on it, but she plays uh, Halston's uh, kind of plus size in- influence model.
1: Oh, okay, uh, okay. I saw part of that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, she was in, she, she uh, Shawna was, uh had a couple, uh, a bunch of episodes on the last couple seasons of Orange is the New Black, so but okay. yeah, that, that was for, anyway. Uh right. Halston, I guess I got to watch that show. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, congrats on your movies. It's great. It's great that it's a tribute to you when you have such great actors and they want to work with you. You know,
1: well, I'm I'm so so lucky to have it. And and you know, I lo- I love uh, using people over and over again. I mean, I, I love that. Ability to have a group of people that you call on, you know, and yeah. that are, are up for it. And yeah, because you know what you're going to get, you know, you know, you're going to get uh, good work and hard work. And, yeah. you know, because that's what it's all about, really.
0: I don't even think I even mentioned Yvonne Young. Right. She's yeah. really good, too. She's she uh,
1: is. she's she's
0: yeah. uh, one of uh, another one like cameras like I, I get so sucked into her performance. I'm like, I'm just watching this lady's life.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah. 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 Um, it's very, very natural. And Phyllis Somerville, who's was Yes. Yeah, how sad though. She passed um Did she really? oh. last year, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. She um she was in Mockingbird on Broadway. Oh jeez. Uh, that was her last gig. Yeah. So so sad. What a what a another force as an actress, man. Right. To do anything. Well, yeah.
0: I believe both stuff and T Eleven Incomplete were both part of the prestigious Outfest, correct? Yes. Okay. Yep. That's a yep. film festival. Uh, it's usually in Los Angeles, featuring projects with LGBTQ creators, performers, themes. Right. We know one of my first short films I ever did, I, I had a very small part in a, uh, oh, what was it called? 30... 30 is the new 13, I believe, is the name of it. Ah. <laughs> uh, and uh, it was about a dozen years ago. And the first time I ever saw my giant head, you know, on a big screen. Yeah, for, yeah, it was there for two seconds. Uh, yeah, but I had no memories of that family. I thought it was very well put together. I think it's very, it's yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a great, uh, no, Office is wonderful for uh, LGBT filmmakers. Yeah. Absolutely. Give such visibility to your work, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, let yeah. me ask you this: We talked a little bit about how you started out, you know, wanting to be an actor. Where did you Where did you grow up? Where are your formative years? I grew up on Long Island
1: in Huntington. I was born in Queens, and then we, uh, my parents, moved out uh, to suburbia, and you know, to give us room and to allow us to have a backyard and to to grow and play soccer. <laughs> cool. cool. So yeah, no, it was a great a, a, a great place to grow up, Long Island. I mean, it's so. You know, everything is within an hour or so, you know, the the ocean, the beaches, the Manhattan, you know, the Broadway and uh, art museum. I mean, everything. You can really find anything you need really close. So it's a a really beautiful place to, to grow up.
0: Very cool. Well, a good friend of mine that was on the show, Brian Glees, he's been on a bunch of shows like uh, Westworld. He was on Westworld. Uh, he <laughs> he he says, no matter how I say Long Island, he says, I'm saying it wrong. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's just a long Island uh, thing to do. I don't know. Uh, so, uh, you know, who, who would you say are your influences as a director and a writer?
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I don't ever really think of you know, influences as a director, I think mm-hmm. more like influences as actor, you know, actresses that I, I mean, I remember um, seeing Jenna Rollins in her work growing up and and Ellen Burstein, you know, like I oh, think man. more along the lines of that would be what sort of has influenced my writing and then ultimately my directing. I just, those women were just so, such fantastic uh, actors. And um, I think in the work I tried to you know, give give my actresses good good material, you know, because right. I'm trying to sort of recapture uh, that that great work from the 70s and and the 80s that I remember seeing. Um, but I like as far as directors, I like um, Nicole. I think it's Holasser. Okay, she did. Um, I think I've seen all of her work from. She was walking and talking way way back, and she right. did friends with Money with, uh, which is just fantastic. But
0: That's a good one. I like yeah.
1: Kelly Reichert too. Okay. Um, for different reasons, I like them both, but yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know that I have a favorite or somebody who's, you know, been, that I'm trying to emulate, but, uh,
0: well, yeah, I mean, you don't ha- you don't have to have somebody that you're emulating. I mean, actually, it's just I was just curious if there's yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Gen- Jenna Rollins and uh, uh, Ellen Burstyn. I mean, that- can you pick two better actors than that? I mean, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're just they're just dynamic women, you know. And yeah. the work that they did. I mean, I remember seeing. I think it was Resurrection with Ellen Burstyn. It was just uh-huh. uh, I think it was Resurrection. Just phenomenal, phenomenal. And then she did a movie not that long ago, Darren Aronofsky with. Uh, I think it's Requiem or something. Requiem, Requiem for a, a dream. dream. Yeah. yeah, there we go.
0: Yeah, yeah Ellen Burstyn in Requiem for a Dream was like, I mean, brilliant and just so freaky and yeah. like, ah, uh, yep. it's like one of those things where like I can't turn away, but I don't like watching. Yes, this.
1: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Aronofsky does that kind of in his films, though, doesn't he? Yes, (laughs) yes.
1: You're you're compelled to watch the the craziness. Yeah,
0: we're compelled. And we're like, why are
1: you making us watch this, (laughs) (laughs) Aaron? (laughs) Why? Yeah.
0: Is there any of your things that made you a great athlete that also make you a great writer and a great director?
1: Um, That's a great question. You know, it is so similar, Brent, actually. And, you know, being part of something and knowing that you know it's not just about you that there's a greater a greater force working whether it's on a team and winning a game or shooting a film you know that you're a cog in this machine but you all are trying to get to the same end result they're so similar uh it's really remarkable
0: yeah it it does seem yeah. like uh being a director would be a lot like being a point guard yeah on team for
1: sure, for sure.
0: And we're facilitating. Give a good
1: bounce pass, man. Yep. Give him a good bounce pass. Yeah, a good. <laughs> good assist.
0: Unless you're, you know, like uh, a Russell Westbrook type point guard, and then you're like the uh, the director that also stars in his own films. I guess.
1: Oh,
0: there it. you go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we go any further, we had a bi-coastal organic breakfast from Tula Kitchen in Bayshore, New York, and Sun Cafe Organic in Studio City, California. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to tell me about, I know what Tula Kitchen looks like because it was in the movie Stuff. It looks very delicious and fancy. Uh, Yes. How was your meal?
1: It was absolutely delicious. It always is. It's like, um, besides being just such a, 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 the most delicious food, uh, the owner, Jackie, she's just such a generous and good human being. You know, she gets behind and supports so many. You know, I mean, just for our film with stuff, she was just so generous to us, but she's got, you know, she helps anyone who needs help and always opens her doors and she's just a generous, generous, kind creature, but... Uh the food is delicious and yeah I mean it was going to be just me and my wife going to get right. <laughs> dinner or lunch or something and then my daughter's like yeah you're not going to Tula Kitchen without me and you know my mother's here so I wound up just bringing all these dishes back and uh it was it, they're just so yummy I had um uh god it was ap- uh, almond crusted chicken with uh, like this apricot sauce over greens and it was it's just delightful all the food is organic it's baked and not fried. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, you know, good for you and good tasting. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just great, great, great food.
0: Oh, cool. That sounds yeah. really, really nice. Yeah. Um, my,
1: my daughter had, like, a fuzili bowl with chicken and, and uh, veg, roasted vegetables. And, you know, my mother had, like, uh, turkey meatballs with zucchini. I mean, just right. it's really, really good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very cool. And so what did you eat? I went to uh Sun Cafe Organic in Studio City. And first of all, like the they have a little outdoor seating which is like just kind of a beautiful little patio with like the you know kind of like the ivy hanging down, little trees around you and things yeah. like that, which I love. Um right. I got something called the mushroom bordelaise, which okay. uh you know bordelaise sauce is I think sauce, yep. Yeah. It's made out of like red wine and onions, which sometimes right. can be a little sweet, but but it it was it was poured over this uh, sliced portobello mushrooms. Nice. It was cut to look like kind of like a steak, you know, uh-huh. uh, with uh, sautéed green beans on one side and um, carrots on the other side and it was over uh, truffled mashed potatoes with, oh, uh, with the nice. bordelaise as a au jus on top of nice, it. Nice, so, nice. Yeah, it was delicious. I, You know, sometimes if, uh, if I go have something and it's like vegetarian, I enjoy it, but then on the way home, I'm like, Got to get a chicken sandwich on the way home, you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I didn't
0: do that. I, it was so hearty right. and good. And um, really, same
1: here. Yeah, yeah. Same here. It really filled us all up.
0: Yeah. They mm-hmm. have, you know, I was looking at the menu too. They all have like those cauliflower steaks. I've been eating a lot of cauliflower lately. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you feel about that, like cauliflower yes. rice sure. and. Yep. Um about the guy that I work with at the gym now told me like, you know, if you like cauliflower better than broccoli, it actually is he feels like more healthy than broccoli because it has less calories. And I think less and less carbs, I think.
1: Yeah. And now cauliflower pizza is that's everywhere. Yeah. Have you made that? I've had it. I have not made it. But yeah, yeah, I've had it, and it's it's yummy. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge cauliflower uh, lover, but I'll, I will eat it.
0: Yeah, it's uh, the, the the crust is it's can be a little tricky to make at home. I to be honest, I've made it yeah. and it was fabulous, and I've made it where I was like, well, that was something I made, you know.
1: Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you can really taste the cauliflower, and 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 I think yeah. that isn't isn't the greatest for the pizza, but
0: right? I you yeah. know I, there's 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 like a chain out here. Uh, a chicken chain out here called Pollo Loco. And mm-hmm. they have cauliflower rice, but they put uh, it's cilantro and lime in it. Mm-hmm. And to me that gets rid of all of that cauliflower taste that right. I kind of don't like sometimes. Exactly. it, makes it yep. too Strong. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if you're ever making it at home, that might be. And I also, I've started cooking it in the air fryer uh, nice. where you, where you get a little bit crisp on the outsides. And then I just uh, put a little hot sauce on it. So,
1: that's nice. Yeah. We just started with our air fryer actually. And we do, um, a lot of potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, to, yeah.
0: I know it's uh, like, it's the potatoes, but you don't have to fry them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, and they're delicious. make some chicken yeah. wings in there. Uh, broccoli, cauliflower. It's, it's so, um, it's so simple to make in there too, you know, it is. Yeah. it is a little
1: bit of oil. Yep. Yep. It's really, really easy.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for enjoying our organic breakfast. Uh, I enjoyed mine. You enjoyed yours. Uh, If I'm ever in Bayshore, I'm going to definitely go to Tula Kitchen. For sure. And if you're, you know, if you ever visit here, come check out Sun Cafe Organic. (laughs) It's delicious. I will. (laughs) Well, before we get out of here, Suzanne Wassey, I need to get three quick recommendations from you.
1: Okay.
0: What is the hidden gem show or movie that you love that people may not know?
1: The hidden gem film is one that I had seen, you know, when your films are at like the film festivals, they give you, especially last year, um, they give you, cause everything was virtual. They give you passes to see all the films. And I saw at, um, at, in Chicago at reeling film festival, there was a movie called, oh my gosh, no hard feelings. Okay. And it was a, a, a gay film. Um, and I believe it was the director's first film movie and it was a it's a german film but it's a german film about um iranian um refugees and a second generation iranian german uh like teenager who so he lives with his parents who are exiled in uh germany uh the lead character and he gets into some trouble and he goes and he has to work at a, a refugee shelter and at the shelter, he meets, um, a brother and sister who are Iranian refugees seeking asylum in Germany. And, um, anyway, they, they become friends and then, uh, the two men fall in love, but it was just so well done. And so, you know, the feeling of, especially right now, you know, with right. all these things that are happening in the world, you know, a, a feeling of, um, where do I actually belong? You know, because the, mm-hmm. the lead character, you know, never felt German, you know, even though he's a, you know, he's a second generation Iranian who never felt German, right. Iranian refugees are in Germany, not feeling German, you know? And it's like, well, where, where is home, you know? And, and where do I belong and who am I? And, uh, just a lot of, a lot of interesting questions. And besides that, it's a coming of age, you know, a gay film. The acting is fantastic. It is so raw. Um, I, I just really loved it. Excellent. I really loved
0: it. That sounds great. And then I
1: saw that it, it won something in Berlin. It won like the, a, an award in Berlin, so it'll it'll be out somewhere. But oh, cool. I would look for that.
0: All right, I will check yeah. that out when we when I can. What yeah. is the what is the show or movie that you watch just for fun?
1: I watch uh, Three's Company.
0: <laughs> Are you serious? I love Three's Company.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like every night. That's like my going to bed. You know, ridiculous viewing. Yeah, it is so sexist, and every, but I I I laugh my my ass off.
0: I do, too. Uh, John Ritter was a uh, physical comedy genius.
1: He was, but you you know what I've learned, though, Brent? Those girls are fantastic, too. And I never really gave, like, Joyce DeWitt any credit. (laughs) She is really, really fantastic actress.
0: They have to be really good to sell that show. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's such silly premises that they're in that if they weren't good, it that show wouldn't have worked it would have been you know look i will literally if i stub my toe at the house go hi and i'll do like the jack (laughs) tripper um you know sometimes i'll scold my uh my cats or dogs and the donuts well i thought that was supposed to be over here you guys gotta get on you know really Don donuts on the spot but i do that yeah so yeah look i'm down with the threes yeah um
1: Yes. Plus it's like our childhood, you know, it's like my, I, I remember watching it Tuesday night with my brother, you know, growing up, uh, look, I'll, I'll be honest
0: every once in a while I'll look up. It's like, whatever happened to generally Harrison, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> later. You know? Exactly. <laughs> I, and Terry, I forget, I forget who Terry.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, look, I went to a Christmas party a couple of years ago where everyone said, wear their pajamas. And I was like, I'm just going to come in the full Janet. You know, I wore like a, <laughs> I wore a football, <laughs> a long football Jersey and high, <laughs> and high socks and that was it. And everyone, you know, our just is like, oh, you are doing the Janet from Three. Star Wars. Oh, that's Got great! It. <laughs> so great. Okay, what is the show or movie that inspires you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I every day I make an effort to watch Bishop Jake's at the uh, the Potter's Potter's Touch on whatever Daystar or whatever channel it's on. But um, I just, I just find him so brilliant, and you know, taking taking the Bible and making it today and relevant and you know how yeah. how we can grow and, and be better and you know not letting uh, life sort of you know right pick us and and yeah I mean there's just so much there every day that I go in there for my half an hour and okay. I, I just listen and I, I find him uh, just an exceptional um, scholar and teacher. And uh yeah, I love it. And it sort of fuels me for the day, whether right. it's in my life or in my work or whatever, to just, you know what, carry on and uh you'll be okay.
0: Yeah, look, uh yeah. he's an inspiring guy. I think he could be talking about meatballs or something, and I would immediately be like, I gotta go <laughs> I gotta go make meatballs now. You know, yeah. whatever he talks about, he's like, I'm gonna go do that. Yeah, he's uh he's a unique voice. He's uh, he's a like you said, he's a scholar. It's it's, it's just uh that's that's very interesting. And uh, I am that yeah. Yeah, he's an inspiring guy. I agree. He is. He is. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Uh oh, this, thank this, you. Is, this has been this has been fabulous. Guys, if, if you would like to get more breakfast stuff, such as pictures of Suzanne Guassi and I enjoying our breakfast from Tula Kitchen mm-hmm. and Sun Cafe Organic, go to my website, Brentpope.com. You can listen to all the breakfast episodes there. You can see clips from all my TV appearances, and of course, the official breakfast store with a bunch of fun stuff: shirts, mugs. Stickers, masks, perfect for any time of the year. It's all in there, folks. People of Earth, do yourself a favor by picking up something from the breakfast store. You'll be so glad you did. On social media, you can hit me up on Instagram at Scoops Pope. Give me a follow, and if you have a breakfast question, ask away. Make sure you follow my Facebook actor page, too. And if you like the show, please subscribe, leave us a review, share it with friends. Breakfast is being enjoyed all over the United States and in 37 countries over six continents. And trust me, my omelet omnivores, my coffee cohort, we are just getting started Special thanks to my editor, the one and only Rosemary Brown for all the breakfast slicing and dicing. Much appreciate big ups. Also by studio engineer, Daniel Erickson for making me sound so good. <laughs> Suzanne Guassi, what is next for you and w- where can we find you on social media?
1: Yeah, I'm not, not really on social media. The films are, okay, um, cool. Yeah. Not me. I'm you know, I'm not really a social media girl, but, um, and you don't yeah, have to do. be, but
0: But yeah. uh, well, we can find your films on social media somewhere. Yeah.
1: At, at, at T11 film, I think is usually where everything is. Cool. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I'm, I have a couple of projects that I, I'm hoping to get off the ground, um, you know, all different budgets and uh, yeah, I'm just, just going to start shopping them around. So hopefully if, if uh, anybody wants to know anything more about any of them, uh, you know, definitely hit me up. Uh, um on our website is our, our email address so aspirefilmproductions.com so any any inquiries please feel free
0: excellent well susan guasi thank you again so much it's been a pleasure i i i love your stuff uh it's 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 excellent it's needed right now and you have a unique voice and that's uh-huh. i think that's all we can really ask from someone is to have something a unique voice at their own perspective and i definitely get that with all your projects so well, congratulations yeah. and thank you
1: thanks brent i appreciate that so much thanks for having me i i it's really been great thank you oh you're
0: welcome and with that we put another really cool and organic episode of Breakfast with brent pope <laughs> in the old to-go bag see ya